Yeah. All right. So we are here again, and we might go for two because, my God, it's been so fucking busy in the last couple days. I mean, September 11th rehappened and kind of rehappened. Oh, God. So um, you've been even busier than I have, so just uh, break it down for us, Craig. What's up? All right. So uh, the fucking president, as of November 1st, veterans will not be able to use VA hospitals without having at least the first course of uh, mRNA vaccine or having had the Janssen vaccine. Now, is there Never a... Never required to have been vaccinated at least the first dose of their multi-dose course. Is there any uh, sort of carve-out for this, like multiple sclerosis or anything? Or are they doing full New I, York? I, I have no idea. I have, I have no idea what the... What the, the fun little details are but let's just go ahead and back off of, of uh, medical conditions precluding vaccination what if you want to go get vaccinated at the va hospital after november 1st what if you want to go there and get your first dose okay what that... the fuck are you supposed to do then well i i guess I, you'll I know, go down I know to the uh... excuses i know the excuses go down to cvs or walgreens or whatever but like it just the service that is supposed to be there and have your back because you went and fought in a fucking war for this country. The one service you are supposed to be able to rely upon. And I know that there's been problems with the VA in the past. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I can proudly say my uncle went ahead and got rid of a lot of those problems. He was wheelchair, wheelchair bound, and he finally got into a position of power to do something about that shit, and he did it. It's better than it was before. And this is a giant step backwards. Oh, it's enormous. People that, what they should be getting. Like, just, you know, now we can talk about the whole medical exception stuff. Like, what happens if somebody, like, do you, what kind of fucking card do you have to show when you show up there? Because you're not given a card for not getting the vaccine. What do you have to show when you show up there to let them know you're entitled to be there? Because, I mean, a, a leg off... And a fucking purple heart ought to be it for you. Period. Should be. Should be. And if we take into account what's uh, recently uh, come out there with uh, the conversation with Fauci, which I will, uh, I'll put up, but it was on CNN of all places where he was asked by, uh, not Wolf Blitzer, uh, the the CIA asset guy with the white hair, uh, Anderson Cooper. Like, uh, so... Now that we know for a fact that you have 27 times better protection from the natural immunity than you do from either vaccine, why are you uh, why are you not allowing these people to just live their lives? And his response was, that's a really good point. I don't really have a firm answer for you on that. Yeah, so someone asked me about why he wouldn't have a firm answer. And the answer to that is pretty straightforward and simple. It's because he'd open himself up to liability and he's a bureaucrat. Speaking of liability, he should be open to quite a lot with what has if finally been confirmed. If he, word one, if he says word one about his decisions in the past, about anything, about him funding stuff uh, through uh, through NIA, uh, NIAID mm -hmm. or NIH, uh, if he says anything about um, why he made certain choices in the past right now, he's in uh, a shit catch-22. Oh yeah, he ha all he can he do is deny. Option. And then that just makes it worse. Option, which is he's, he's allowed to just not say shit 
besides benign uh, or you know banal generalities, he he can get away with this stuff because he's allowed to. He was not. He he should be held in contempt of Congress absolutely. for lying. He should absolutely be in jail for that. Oh, he or should at least, least at a bare minimum get the Flynn treatment. Bare minimum. Like, it's it's nobody died because of Michael Flynn. Here's the thing: if I if I'm being pessimistic about things and cynical, then I still think he should be fired. Just I don't give a oh, shit. Oh, bare minimum. Bare minimum, he should be fired. Point. There's no reason he should be in the job right now. There's there's none. And he's going to keep it for right now. He's going to be there for a while. Well, he, it he should tell you something AIDS. that there is the tiniest of tiny handfuls of holdovers from the previous administration. I mean, for somebody yeah. that was desperate to push out every single individual, there's no push to get rid of Fauci. Not even the slightest of one. I mean, they've sent so, uh, sent a message off to somebody at the Navy College, like, oh, we'll be expecting your resignation as oh of Monday. God. And he's like, ah, so yeah, no, it's, it's a three-year position I've been appointed to, so no. It's it's atrocious. That That is that is unprecedented, what he tried to do. Oh, yeah, it's astounding. It's un- it's, it's literally breathtaking. No president has done that in the past. That I, Like, to my knowledge, I don't think it's ever happened. It's un- it's literally fucking unprecedented here. It's 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 disgusting and dishonorable to try and politicize and make partisan these nonpartisan positions on advisory boards. I, it these are people like th- that had former service who are then put into a position to advise on military service, not on what's going on with the president. But on military service, that's it. Their job is not to be there and comment on how the president looks today or how Congress has voted on a certain measure. It's ridiculous. It, it's, it's, it's so... He's doing things that are so beyond the pale on this kind of shit. The guy, like... You know, the whole Fauci thing, like, that's that's just... He shouldn't be there and, what, and so on. Uh, just... Should have been fired last year in February. Trying to oust people from these military advisory boards. It he's 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 doing worse to the military than Bill Clinton and Barack Obama combined. Absolutely. I mean, we now to be fair, we people, actually can lay a lot of this families, on on Barry because you know, I mean, Barry is basically running like, a lot of this. You know, he doesn't want so so multi generational families are quitting military service as in they're not going to tell their kids to join the military the way that their parents told them to these are the kind of people we want in our military oh yeah no we are absolutely losing our our very best and brightest this is worse than hillary clinton getting the army to uh or getting a uh getting basically getting all the break um candidates to get green berets it's 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 that was disgusting what she did and this was as first lady mind you she she managed to get bill clinton to do this for her like that was just that was that was stupid but then you know now going on with with this shit with uh with the advisory panel and then like all the people who are who are leaving jumping ship while jumping's good at this point leaving their service 
you know, and then that guy getting uh, getting canned um, from his position for just asking for accountability. That guy, in my opinion, is a hero. He was well, he was what he's months done... away from getting his he was months away from getting out anyway. True. With with a pension, like months away from getting his pension, and he got that's gone now. He doesn't get it anymore. Well, he if I'm not mistaken, is that, isn't he also being investigated too for uh, mental instability? I bet she is. I think that's uh, the that, same that's, guy. That is that is a uh, that is a common tactic. A very common tactic. See, you don't have to actually even have a diagnosis for a mental instability to be uh, to be smeared in the media. All you have to have is an investigation into you. We went over this before about how they do this shit to people where they're going to start fucking with them hard once he gets out. Where they'll, you know, he'll come home to a, an unlocked door and nothing will have changed inside. An unlocked and opened door, mind you. And nothing will have changed inside. That's the kind of shit they're going to do to him. Yeah, you the know, kind of things that make people say uh, gang stalking is real. Because it is. It doesn't so, have to be all feds, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, the thing is, a lot of times it's not going to be feds. It's going to be the friends they have that get to do the dirty stuff, uh without getting arrested later. Usually in other countries, like, you know, blowing up terrorists. But those are the, the kind of people that get to do that kind of that kind of grease work don't really see a difference between the people they blow up over there and the people they blow up over here. So uh there's that. Yeah, that's comforting. Yeah, I hope it is. Yeah, nice to know that we've uh, got completely soulless killing machines that follow yeah, orders well, without see, question. They they, well, they're not following orders necessarily. They get the they get the they have wide leeway to achieve objectives. The means are uh, are entirely justified by the ends for them. Well, as I say, um, they're following orders. So they they're the fun the kind of people that taught the um, the Afghani's and Iraqis how to build IEDs. These are those people. Yeah, often they glow. You could say. Yeah, a lot. They well. No, Wrong branch. Wrong uh, Wrong three letters. Well, it doesn't matter. They, If it glows, <laughs> it glows, my friend. It's just a different color. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, they're not glowing green. Yeah, they might glow yellow, but they, they, they all glow. It's just a matter of shade or hue. That's all. That being said, anyway. have we heard much about uh, uh, Billy Bob Joe Fred, who is uh, fixing to tell us, uh, the fellow that took his... Uh, Brodozer parked it up on the Library of Congress. Have we heard anything about him? About that asset? I don't think so. My name, my name, Billy Joe, Billy Joe Bob. I'm fixing to tell you, Joe. I'm fixing to tell you. I'm parked here on the Library of Congress. Throw the money out my window. I got, I got my car from Central Casting. They, uh, they call me up. They said I need to come up here and do this thing. Here's, my handlers did. Thing. Here's the thing. I, I, uh, I think, <laughs> I think Central Casting is going a step too far. I think this is legitimately just an idiot. It's um, possible because he, he was. He was told. See, he was. He he even says it on fucking video that he was told things about the uh, supposed explosive device in his. Oh in yeah, his it's lap. like your boys made these things for they me, Joe. Told me. Well, he didn't say your boys, but he's saying like they told me, etc. It's like yeah, oh, yeah. Right, you know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he uh, he he let a little bit more slip than he was supposed to. Might be why we're not hearing much about him. They might have. Uh, it might be like might be uh, why they don't go and get people from Bush's home state very often. Hmm. Oh, those were the outside words. They're supposed to be the inside words. I'm sorry. Fool me, fool me once. Can't be fooled again. Uh, a penny, a penny saved as well. Uh, that's one cent. 
<sighs> I'm literally watching the gif of the guy showing, throwing the shoe at him right now as we're talking about this, which is hilarious. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm, I'm, of, I'm, I'm just going to include actually. that into the whole yeah. set of links for the show link in case yeah. somehow someone hasn't seen it. It's fucking hilarious. But speaking speaking of Bush, uh, you saw he was talking about Antifa recently, and well, I that, did see that saying, uh, some saying. people that he sent to war, he's now calling terrorists. No, 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 no. Here's the thing: he didn't, though. Oh, he didn't. He was talking about Antifa because he was talking about stuff like lighting cities on fire. Oh, oh, okay. Well, fair enough then. So, well, and, well, no, and, he could have been thing, talking about here's BLM. Thing, here's the thing: he was he was being very vague about it to be political. And on purpose, instead of trying to, you know, to have the feigned neutrality of a politician, he's actually trying to be presidential and avoid <laughs> being specific. Uh, I, I know, I know, it's funny, but he's trying to avoid being specific to uh, maintain at least a small sense of the air of impartiality that you're supposed to have as a former president. You're not supposed to, you know, unlike, say, Barack Obama, who's been a dipshit and co commented on everything. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, if you look at the previous presidents when Bush was in office, they weren't pulling their hair out when the Patriot Act showed up. You know, it's details like that. So so Bush was talking about the BLM Antifa uh, kind of shit because he was talking about the kind of people that throw the riots in the streets and, and uh, burn stuff. But everybody on every, you know, the all, the... the the surrounding spectrum of politics basically took from it what they wanted to read from it. So people on the left thought he was talking about January 6th. People on the right thought he was talking about any and all BLM and Antifa things under the sun. And it was just, it was, wasn't like a lot of his talk. It was like a couple sentences where he mentioned it. And it was like in passing, you know, he's basically comparing the terrorism at home as as being just as atrocious as the terrorism from abroad well even you know Which, even framing it that way is still retarded it's it's a laudable sentiment i'll give him though right well fair enough terrorism, I mean, that's... terrorism bad you know i get it that that's basically what he's, he was trying to just make it that milk toast and and the internet and twitter specifically here but like the internet uh took it and ran in every direction possible you know, it's it was it was a draw. He was drawn and quartered in that way. They took his his arms and legs and ran off. Fair. But yeah, that happened. <laughs> the funniest thing is this was one of those few moments where Bush was very clear, sanguine, and concise, and he spoke elo he spoke eloquently. Huh. As opposed to him fucking up a penny earned as a penny saved in a kindergarten class. Like, the, the moment where he was, like, very clear and very straightforward on something, it was just, it was taken to have some hidden obscure meanings that just weren't there. It's just, shut the fuck up, people. And, and what the hell is he going to do? He's, he's a former president. You know, he, he's hanging out on his ranch snorting more cocaine, probably. Well, I mean, he is a bush, so he could dip into some of that gold and maybe make some calls. <laughs> I have a feeling that kind of bush legacy is kind of over. And maybe so, know, maybe, but... Maybe we'll have Jeb. Maybe Jeb will show up. <laughs> maybe... Please clap. <laughs> maybe Jeb is really the man for Afghanistan. You know... 
I think send, send him in. There's our a... problem. We were dealing with uh, we had the Morsey. We were dealing with Karzai. You know, we should have just sent in Jeb. He'd have whipped that place right into shape. They'd have been farming you know turtles and avocados like it was nothing. We would have. You know what he would have done? He would have <coughs> won the election. That's right. He would have been president of Afghanistan. That's right. <laughs> he would have had 100% of, of votes. Every state would have voted for him. Yeah, Jim. The lesser brother. Let's go, Jim. I mean, come on. When your mom goes out on television <laughs> and and says, well, you know, may, maybe he's not the man for the job. Wow. You know? That has to hurt so bad. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 like, you can feel that, like, hit you in the testicles, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's just like, oh, sweetie. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of uh, this, this oh, sweetie kind of deal, have you heard about the, uh, the, the 27 scientists that strongly condemned the... Uh, "Quote unquote conspiracy uh, conspiracy theories surrounding the origins of COVID. That there's there's no way this came from a laboratory. That's impossible. Yeah, that, I don't fucking care. Well, um, guess what? I, I mean, I mean, like they should all go and like uh, cry harder into the vacuum. That's what well, I think. they will cry harder, but they'll cry yeah. harder to their they financiers, do. their Chinese financiers. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I think." I'll just drop you the link right here out of the Daily Mail. Uh, At the time of publishing 26 of the 27 scientists, after update, all the scientists were tied back to Wuhan. I bet. Every single fucking one. So uh, Peter Daszak and his eco-health people basically are tied at the hip. Yeah. Well, I knew that that Daszak's... I knew that his his claws were all over the... um, the different papers that came out from the Lancet, uh, from Nature, um, from Siam, etc. I know that the different papers and editorials that were released from those uh, organizations, um, and they are organizations. You know, I, I, the worst thing about a journal like that, like the Lancet, um, succumbing to that kind of political pressure or just outright allowing that kind of politicization from their editorial teams is that all of the good science that is done and published under their auspices is is now bereft of the uh, of the station it previously held. Oh yeah, it draws like, everything just, into question. You can basically not accept anything that they've said as entirely viable. Like cuz a lot of good stuff is published there and now you have to you have to say okay, well, you know, they are willing to compromise their fucking ethics on this. What else do they compromise on? What else did they decide to publish just because they felt good about it? Well, and if we take a look at Sokol Squared, that raises a lot of questions about that, too. Yeah, huh. So, what all horrible, just garbage has passed through in the past few years that we don't even know about yet? Well, I'll tell you this. The thing that you can go ahead and start immediately questioning is anything these 27 assholes had a hand in. From the, moment they got a fir- from the moment they got their first dollar from China... Sure enough, you From can then forward anything they published. I would immediately go back into review. I'd say, okay, 
give me the data on this. I want to see it again. And unfortunately, it's, it's just, this, this comes back down to something that uh, is brought up more often by Steve, but it should be brought up more often by me too. The, uh, the replication crisis. When you find like major problems <clears> like <throat> this, things should be replicated. There's, the problem is that there isn't really good money in replication. And a lot of times you're going to find that emeritus um, are, will train new staff or new, um, new um, research member groups, research group members, excuse me. Uh, they'll train them by having them do replication studies if they, uh, if they don't have grant money, if they're just like doing it on uh, TA. So if they're being paid to be a teacher's assistant. Sure. So when you do that, basically, so when you're on TA, generally that means you spend um, up to 20 hours a week of your uh, of your 140 or however many there are a week. You spend up, you spend, <laughs> it's, it's 162, or, anyway, uh, I'm not going to think about it right now. There, you spend a lot of, you spend that, that's only at 20 hours doing um, the TA bit. That's what you're supposed to do. And oftentimes you end up spending less than that on it because quite frankly, undergrads are a pain in the ass. Um, and that includes like your office hours too. Sure. So you're supposed to hold office hours. You know, that's going to be however many hours. Basically what you do is you say, okay, I plan on grading papers at such and such time of day and I'll do this regularly every week. The students can come and talk to me then. But you're also supposed to be available the entire time that you're there for office hours. So you end up spending a little bit extra time if they actually do show up. But after like the first and last week of the semester, like there's there's gonna be hardly anybody who actually does routinely show up. Sometimes we'll have someone who struggles, but it's usually like a handful of students that'll actually show up. And sometimes it's just a place for them to do homework while you're grading their homeworks from the last week. Which sure. is fine. Yeah. But the rest of your time is is technically paid for by that, and that means you get to do pretty much whatever you want, uh, which means as a new member of a research group at a university, you might be told to go and re replicate something just to get like familiar with the techniques and the different uh, devices and so on. Well, I mean, in all honesty, that's kind of... I mean, that's exactly what you want these kind of people to do. That's like what you, yeah. that's like apprentice work, really. That you would have in a blacksmith shop or uh, as a machinist or go. what have you. You know, and it's, it's really, that's exactly the kind of work that's great for an apprentice. You know, and instead of, if, for instance, in the group I'm in, instead of having like a power hammer, you'd have a rheometer. Yeah. Or, you know, instead of, you know, you're doing the prep work on uh, the lathe, like getting things dialed in and not actually doing the final cuts, or what, right. what have you. You know, whatever it might be, apply it to whatever field you're in. You know, you're you're shadowing the the head mail delivery person. You know, while you figure out how how it all gets done. You know, it's that's why so many things are done this way. So well, that uh, unfortunately, a lot of the replication studies that are done are not high quality to begin with. For that very reason, when you've got trainees and, um, doing this kind right. of work it's and not there's the best just not work. good money there's not good money in, in like and, and even if like it's just an elective um experiment you do in the lab when you've got other things you're doing like it's just it's not enough there's no money in it uh to get it done uh especially if it's going to start causing other major issues and it's not it's it's not it's not even like a political issue it's just like nobody has the money or the time to fund it 
Um, and if anything, this is one of those instances where I would argue that the government does have a role in funding the research for this, uh, to fund the replication studies, to make sure that we don't have as big a replication crisis as we clearly do have. But so that said, like 27 people here, immediately, we have 27 names we can do a search on, and we have 27 dates, presumably, from which we know they each had money come in that, that makes them a question. On the flip side, they are also 27 people that are closer to the source of the problem in this case than the rest of us. So Fair. in theory, there are also 27 people that would be in a better position to know more of the details about what was going on. So if they say there's no way, I mean, you can, if there's, I'm not going to take their word for it, but I'm certainly going to start asking more interesting questions of these people if I ever get the chance to. You know, it's it's it, it, it's the the whole trust but verify bit. They're saying trust me. I'd absolutely. These are 27 interesting people to use to verify what they're asking you to trust them on. Oh yeah, I mean, if you could get a good answer out of them, you could get some like, very very interesting data. These are these are like 27 people that I would give immunity from any li any legal liability for because fair uh, fair assuming, yeah. assuming that they're 27 people that have any kind of moral conscience to them. Well, I mean, we could be looking at up, another paperclip kind of situation if we're being entirely if they honest. End up, you know, if they end up coming around on the uh, on the idea that maybe there's a massive fuck up. Hey, I think how would you how would you like to not be charged for treason? And uh, maybe help save America. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that that if uh, if they are in fact moral people, then then living with the fact that they helped fuck things up this badly is going to be more than enough punishment for them for the rest of their life. You know, you can, ten years in prison is not going to cover the rest of their life where they have to live with that fact. So, and, and and this, mind you, isn't even like oh, we actually helped develop the disease. It's just oh, we published bullshit in in journals. And got the media to spin this dumbass narrative, and like, and they, and so the perfect, a perfect example, the guy who just blocked me on Twitter, oh, that's not specific anymore. <laughs> the guy One that of. we were talking about earlier, Thomas, who who blocked my ass on on the Twatters, he is of the opinion that the zoonotic theory is still the uh, the the better of the theories. It's like, buddy, um, you were wrong before that was published in journals when. The lab leak theory was still better because of the proximity. Uh, and two, you're you're wrong now because uh, we know more about the proximity of issues. For instance, the bats being a thousand miles away, um, and the pangolins never being there in the first place. Never uh, minding the the, uh, the FOIA <laughs> releases that we've had since then too. Right. So he's he. This is the guy. Uh, so for those who haven't been following, this he had a little. A little spat with me and uh, another guy, Doctor Rollergator, um, and it was it was over over a statistical issue regarding uh, the data that came out of Israel and what you can say and what you can't say about the vaccines with regard to the data. Now, Gator was on the money, um, and keep in mind he is formally trained in mathematics and statistics. You know, so uh, in, cer in certain cases with like uh, the deeper, you know, say deeper lore on the statistical stuff. I would probably even defer to him. So when it comes to him talking about uh, Bayesian analysis on on, on the uh, data coming out of Israel and then looking at the different ways you can interpret things, for instance, 
can you actually say the vaccines were as effective before or now, etc.? How, what, to what extent can you say such and such about the efficacy? Gator was right, and he had, he's actually been thanked in back channels for his analysis. This one guy who uh, who has a friend he met at a wedding or whatever. Well, he knows um, this one guy who's got a friend that knows a guy that works in the industry. Yeah, uh, right? he, he's got a, he's got like a, a friend of a friend who's uh, who might be an epidemiologist or or at least in a related field to epidemiology or who knows. But you know, the guy he met at a wedding once is basically his source. It's it's no better than trust me. Um, gotcha. <laughs> It's, I'm just sitting there. The funniest, funniest thing is, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this, and Gator and I are chatting in DM, and I, I you know, like, he and I shared our backgrounds and we're laughing our asses off. Like, and I told him it's there's this one other guy uh, who, you know, when the whole uh, Hillary lo Hillary uh, losing the 2016 election thing was happening, there's a guy who had been hounding me for a whole fucking year who, who was going nuts. And this was over nuclear powered rockets. Um, I think we even covered them briefly in the past, where the, you know the explosions. Hitting a um, uh, uh, inertial plate. Oh yeah, the back plate rockets. Yeah, we've talked about that a little yeah. bit. It's uh, it works bit. great, but man, it's uh, it's dirty. So, so that was so that was the Orion project originally back in the fifties. There's now a new Orion project, which is the one that that is companion to the Artemis project to get to Mars. All right. Um, so I did work with NASA before with three D printing, and the people who I was working with were also in charge of the escape module for the Orion project. So while that, while I was doing, I was literally doing this work when he was going aggro at me about the Orion project, the, the nuclear powered rocket one. You don't say. Like, I'm sitting there I'm, and I'm laughing with other people. Cause it's like, dude, I could literally go talk to the people and ask them about it. Like, <laughs> you fucking loser. But he's, you know, this this guy is uh, is a pothead who uh, thought his wife taking a trip to Africa meant that she was just going to go sightseeing. So, not my uh, problem. It's, it's possible, but you know, she's probably going to see more sights than uh, than you were wanting her to see. The, the deep jungle she had her nose in was not the kind that he was expecting. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. This was a multiple weeks journey through uh, the heart the of darkness, as it were. Ah, I'm I'm sure she got to experience what uh, what Africa's really like. Well, my guess is that I think they're divorced now. I'm not really sure, but either way, no, you, you don't say. Me, he he went he went nuts. Um, he went completely fucking nuts. You know, he's he's got Antifa, BLM supporter, etc. And I think his Twitter right now is is like 100 percent talking about pot. So, um, <sighs> not my problem. As you know, I. 100% support that going completely legal. It really needs to happen, but god damn I hate stoner culture. <laughs> like, Jesus, so, I hate stoner culture. It's the so this, fucking this guy, worst. This guy, Thomas, is basically uh, in a similar position where he's talking to Gator and I, two people who are in far better positions than he is to judge any of us, given our backgrounds and who we do actually speak to in person. Um, you know, and for instance, uh, I've previously said I can't say where I could get information about certain things uh, when it came to hospitals and and so on and so on, and that sure. remains true. 
I can't talk about it, but the reason why, I think you might have seen the reason why before in, in other chats. Uh, and, and that's, it's, you know, uh, proximity and family and so on. That's the issue there. Uh, just revealing sources like that gets too specific and, and I don't want it to track back to anybody. Understandable. No, I gotcha. Well, there's certain limits to what I'm supposed to know about certain things. And if I start divulging things in more specifics out loud, out in public, then there comes the question as to how the hell I got that information. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of got that myself, except I'm so anonymous that nobody really knows. So I just kind of share information I shouldn't. Yep. Because I can. And, you know, right. if you're in that position, you really should. Yes. No, I, uh, you know, had I gone pseudonymous uh, for, for how we know each other, uh, maybe that would have been a possibility. But yeah. because you know me as you do, and not through so any of my other uh, uh, handles or socks, then tough shit for me it is what it is but that's okay you know i am uh i'm semi-real so i can act as a semi-real person you're a fucking cat i say that's what they say (laughs) you're a cat named dan damn it it that's a possibility i it has been surmised that i might even be a rogue ai Uh uh-huh i don't know if i believe that but you know that could just be me trying to throw yeah. you off the scent. Beep boop. I've also I've been told I've been told that I'm uh, both bats, as in at pray for the Batman. Uh, I've also been told that I'm Gator, uh, as in at Doctor Roller Gator. I'm neither of these people, which is what makes it even better. <laughs> I haven't gotten a lot of uh, sock like we, puppet. We've occup- literally been in the same fucking room, speaking through separate mics. Like not in the same. We've been in the same chat room, speaking with separate mics, in front of certain, in front of people that have have come to the same conclusion before. It's hilarious. Like, well, I don't care about my lying eyes and ears. You're definitely the same person. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Oh well. Funny how the world works. So, we've actually got a couple more things to go over here. We should definitely move on, yes. So, uh, oh, we did actually cover the booster shot thing at the uh, the last one. And the reasoning is... Ah, <laughs> oh, classic. Good old WHO. We did get to cover the uh, Larry Elder stuff, which... Uh, small update. I think it was the LA Times uh, uh-huh. did report on uh, on an assault involving Larry Elder. Oh. And they used a picture of Larry Elder. Um, oh, right, cor- with a hand near the face. Yeah, he's got his hand near the face of this oh, white woman. Oh, God, that fucking idiot woman. She's a, she, she puts that on Twitter, and it's meant to imply that he smacked her. Yeah, and then but the woman in the picture assaulted. is like, he he was just touching my face. He was being a nice, caring human being. Oh, it's uh, the framing is just beautiful. I mean, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. So now, uh, some other follow ups. Uh, we all heard about the uh, the first drone strike that you know we were able to verify what happened so quickly and precisely that you know it was just some rando and his family. Oh well, not exactly. It was somebody that had worked with us. Oh. Well, that next... It was, it was an aid worker. 
Well, th- no, 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 no. That's that- what happened with the second drone strike. Because, you know, we had that follow-up strike afterwards. Well, that one was, as you say, an aid worker and seven of his children. Yeah. And no, no, no actual ISIS member was struck. Yeah, None. in either. In both cases, None. it has been people that worked it's, with us or for claimed, us directly. They claimed that there was a secondary explosion, and that justified the the uh, um, the no. Hellfire strike. Now that's because, not this one. That's the because initial. Because that they say that because they say the car they say the car had a secondary explosion, which meant that there was explosive on board. The problem is when they did forensics on the ground, all they found was a gas fire, as in the gas tank got exploded by a Hellfire rocket. They yeah. saw no secondary damage from a second blast on any of the surrounding buildings. No eyewitnesses saw anything to that to uh, corroborate. It's they killed innocent people, and they tried to use they used that like they 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 literally did a microcosm with the WMD bullshit. But worse, they expect us to fucking believe it right now. Yeah, like this um... isn't like this isn't like you know tinfoil hat territory. You know, there's literal evidence that they fucked up and that they're trying to bury it again. Oh, yeah. Everyone in this country, they did that in your name. They they killed these people in your name. They killed these children in your name. Absolutely. And this you is know, at uh, the end of the day, I'll say it's better that the U.S. is the way it is now and alive than than elsewise. But at the same time, this is this is this is the senseless death that is being brought by the incompetence in our defense agencies. The incompetence in the three-letter globots that are out there, the fucking idiots at the CIA and the NSA, the intelligence agencies are what provided these targets. Not the people firing the Hellfire missiles. They are a hammer looking for a nail, and you're supposed to provide them the nails and the intelligence services. Instead, they're handing them children. Well, we're we're looking like, at a complete imagine, return to course of the Obama years. Imagine, this is exactly I, how, like, what was it, 60-plus percent of all drone strikes during the Obama years were bad shots? Like, like 67%, how, I think. That guy feels... The guy who launched the Hellfire, can you imagine how they feel? Oh, yeah. Oh, and they took out these kids? Like, wait, what Wait, what, what did I do? Hold on, guys. hold on. I was told that this was a fucking Al-Qaeda guy. I did what? Like, yeah, if I you're mean, wondering where half of the PTSD is coming from, it's because these people killed innocents. Yeah, why do you think PTSD is such a big issue among drone operators? Especially during the fucking Obama years, because again, at around sixty-seven percent, maybe more, were bad shots. Innocent fucking people were killed, and then in the good shots, innocent people were fucking killed. Because that's a fucking that's a missile. That's what it does. It blows up. So. So again, if you if your if your job description is be the hammer and hear the nails, and they hand you. They hand you children instead of a nail. And you find out later that you fucked up that hard. There's no getting away from that. That is a final thing that has happened. There, there is no, there's no uh, takesy-backsies. There's no do-overs. It's not a basketball game. You can't have a mulligan like a card game. 
and you those wanna, lives are gone. The thing about this too, the real insidious thing about this, you look at something like Vietnam. There were absolutely atrocities committed there by there psychopaths. Absence. There absolutely yeah, were. That. And then there were atrocities committed by people just following orders. But the thing about it is they could face their actions and look and at least make the decision. So they have at least some control over that. They have some now, some culpability is, to themselves. But these people... The sad thing is over there, like sometimes you have to keep in mind, part of the reason why they, they've, they've tried to remove the soldier from that position is sometimes there really was a kid with an AK behind him. Oh, sure. Sure, absolutely. And as soon as you, as soon as you said, oh, I'm not going to kill the kid, they pulled out the AK and shot you while you're walking away. True. Like, it, it's just the way things, you know... Well, that's the thing, defense, though. But, well, but the that's invaders. the thing about it. When you've got a person there that's looking that kid in the eye, they can. there's at least a person looking the kid in the eye. So yeah. at the end of the day, you can hold yourself to account. <laughs> this is someone that was told, this is a good target. You're doing a good job. We are happy with what you're doing. This intelligence is good. You're not doing a bad thing. Then they find out, oh, yeah, you just killed some fucking kids. It's like that... There's a real cognitive dissonance that's that's just going to drive a wedge straight into the heart of your psyche from doing something like that. Like, here's the other side of that. Like, if it wasn't bad enough the way that the policies internal to the armed services are driving multi-generational families out, if I was that drone operator or if I was that pilot and I dropped a missile and I killed a whole bunch of little children and there was no chance that a terrorist was killed in that, I would never send my kids into the services after that. Oh, of course not. I, how I, I how could them, you, you as a person no of good conscience? Like I wouldn't do that to my kids. Like there's no way I would put them in a position to make that kind of choice and to fuck up that hard. I can guarantee you every executioner that had a family never let their kids become an executioner. Because there's there's a certain weight to those sort of things. And that's not a weight that you want weighing on an innocent soul. Because it's heavy. Well, if we're going to go back to like the medieval concept there, a lot of those executioners are probably like psychopaths or schizophrenics. You can guarantee they just raped and had kids that way. Well, not all. I mean, sometimes it was just a job. That's why they had the hood. Because they wanted to be able to just be a human being when they weren't doing monstrous acts. Yeah, there is that. That is true. So, speaking of uh, monstrous acts and children, did you see what I just dropped in the staff chat here? FBI official charged in crimes of, goddamn, my window's too thin. Oh, you know what the uh, crimes are. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, uh, top FBI official. Children arrested for, uh, has been arrested for multiple crimes against children. All right. Yep. So, special agent uh, David Harris, 51. Investigation. Oh, okay. So, this guy was supposed to supervise investigations into crimes against children. Oh, yeah, of course. Then he's, then he's arrested for multiple crimes against children. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing it's because he couldn't be investigated because he was the one in charge of those investigations. Oh, I get it now. Well, you know how it is. I mean, the Catholic Church is trying to not really let that sort of thing go on anymore, so, you know, I guess he was thinking, hey, yeah. you know, I'll, uh, you know, go where, go where the action is, as it were. So, uh, David, who, uh, Davis, excuse me, who lived in Prairie, uh, Louisiana, who is arrested over the summer. This came out, by the way, uh, just last week. So he's been up to this shit since 2016. 
Uh-huh. At least, at least. This is just as far as the charges date back. But being an investigator of these things, he probably just got sloppy. Let's be honest. Yeah, it sounds like he was accidentally fucking a kid in his desk when they walked in on him. Uh, what the fuck, man? What the hell is... like? And that, that was he being facetious. Like, just... Yeah, yeah just, just to clarify. <laughs> I gotta that. be clear on that. <laughs> That's what the sad part is... <laughs> And that sounds like it could have been the way it happened. Like, let's take, what was it, uh, 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 Lauer or whatever it was at the, uh, was it NBC? Uh, the guy who had, like, the special security locks installed on his door so that the women... Oh, yeah, with the with the fucking special button under his uh, thing. Like, just... <laughs> under his desk, yeah. See, like, can you imagine, like, being the guy installing that and going, well, I, I, I guess he just has unruly children. <laughs> but who, who install who approves that in the office because that's something the building manager has to approve well i mean we, we are know, talking about cnn like here so i mean if it's jeff oh, sucker again, then it, he, be it probably then. with his blessing if it was jeff sucker but so when you have a building that's of any size you have what's called a building manager oh yeah no you do and you would have to wire that shit up it's not job. like they're gonna have it's not like they're going to do that shit Bluetooth. And for CNN, they probably ha- they'll have floor managers, and not like floor administrative managers, but like floor, like the for the floor, like it like it would be for a building. So yeah, like like the uh, guy the that runs the janitors, the, the guy that runs the IT, the guy that runs the security. Like, so like or they're, not they're, the guy, the department or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For for an actual building modification, you first have to get that for something like that where where they are, you have to have city approval. Which is after you've gotten approval internally through the floor manager, probably a section manager for a, a building that's more than like 30 floors, and then the building manager. Then it goes off to city for uh, for for what for review or whatever if they have to. For small things, it's not a big deal, but like, yeah, this was probably a small thing. So we'll just say it stops inside at the building manager. You have at least two levels, if not three levels of approval, you have to go to. Uh, and that's just for the management of the building itself. If there's any other, you know, parts to that for for how that office was being managed, like, multiple people had their eyes on that. And then for this, this, you know, just to tie it back in, this FBI guy. All right, if you're in charge of crimes against children, you still report to somebody mm-hmm. about the crimes against children. You have underlings who are specialists in crimes against children. This guy was able to evade them for years, apparently, while still committing crimes against children. Sex crimes against children. And just as a by-the-by, the the, uh, Louisiana State Police and Texas Rangers formed a task force to investigate Harris. There were others involved, but... (laughs) But it wasn't the feds taking the point. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was the state police. There you go. Yep. So Texas Rangers constitutionally constitutionally introduced police force of memory serves. Um, If it was the state sheriffs, that would have been constitutional police as well uh, for Louisiana. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad the state police took him down. Yeah, Good. I mean, this sort if, of thing if the has to happen. Feds can't handle it, you know, policing their own. Well, which we who would have thought, huh? 
Well, the only policing their own they do is the the David Chipman style, you know, where you, you see a black man, and you're like, I can't allow that redacted to to get a job here. You you can't get up here, boy. You you ain't <laughs> although, allowed. Although, although we can at least take comfort with the fact that that had a update. Oh, uh, there are some words I cannot say about him. That that guy is uh is is no longer in the running to be uh to turn the rest of the country into Waco. Yes, he has been uh he has been withdrawn from the ATF lead. Now That's it's it's the Senate made it clear to the Biden admin he was never gonna happen. That's the only reason why he was withdraw withdrawn as the nominee. Yeah, and say what they will about oh it's these far right people, it's like ah it took <laughs> it takes more than fifty percent and it's not far right people. It's just people I'm, that I'm pretty sure it's it's folks like, that are just like, hey, I don't like children being burned alive, you know? There's really bad optics to that. And then posing in front of their charred corpses, I mean, that's and really then, and bad claiming, optics. And then claiming that you had Blackhawks shot down by a 50 cal. That was a real smart move there, Chipman. And I wouldn't be surprised if he said it was the kids that were firing him. I mean, we don't know for sure. Actually, he probably said it was the blacks that were firing him, if we're being honest. That is something he would say, isn't it? It is. I mean, now, we can't say for sure. We don't have access to the direct records. But based on what we do know, it would fall in well, line with the David Chipman that we've all he, come to be familiar with. I have a feeling he would not have been using the word blacks. No. No, I'd say that he would be using, at the very least, uh, the Spanish pronunciation uh, or a si similar to the Spanish pronunciation you know, uh, uh, how is it they say it in Mexico negro uh, something very similar to that I'd say would be what he would be using maybe not even exactly that one probably one that's a little bit more uh, southern a little more African African yeah or uh, you know southern gentleman what have you uh, you know there are, there are countries with a similar enough spelling Oh, certainly, certainly. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, oh, oh, I see, oh, not, not in the African, uh, not in the African <laughs> dialect, in the African nation, I see. I didn't understand exactly what you meant by that. Oh, Excuse no, yeah, me. I was not talking about, uh, about a specific dialect there. Uh, understood, understood. Uh, I was speaking dialects, you were speaking nations. I understand now, yes, uh, very, very much like that, yes, like a person that would be from there, yeah. Well, yeah, like a shortened version of uh, like what you might call a Nigerian person, perhaps. Perhaps. Allegedly. Who knows? Yeah, who yes, knows? That was closer who to what I was talking knows? about. That's... I mean, who can say? Well, Chipman <sighs> could, but you know he won't. Yeah, no. No, he won't. He did issue the one report, but again, they have been really mum on the topic, and they have been really... Uh, really not forthcoming on the request to release records on this or anything either. And as soon as all this stuff started coming out, they really, uh, they, they really didn't want to have another hearing either. Cause people were going to ask some, probably some uncomfortable questions. Like uh, why, why were you holding your crotch as you were standing in front of those rod, uh, you know, remains of dead children that you burned alive? You know, that's an uncomfortable question to ask. Nobody wants to have to answer a question like that. You wouldn't want to make old Dave embarrassed, would you? Now, he was probably just adjusting, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how could you deny this face? It's, it's like if you mixed 
uh, for those not watching, which is all of you. I'm still working on that. I promise. Um, right, David Chipman is like a mixture of Gollum and a screaming howler monkey. Sometimes he oh, smiles. Where's that and... picture I had of him, where he's just like leaning back from the uh, the mic, kind of on the other in the other direction, and he's, his face just looks like it got punched in. Uh, Actually, that's kind of all of his pictures, isn't it? His yeah. chin looks a little bit further back than his nose. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of the way it is. I mean he's. Uh... I wouldn't be surprised if he's probably taken a couple punches in his day. I, I can imagine he I pisses so. off a lot of people. If I, he's ever I, been in a I, ghetto, I, I could imagine him having pissed off a lot of people. He uh, he hasn't taken nearly enough. Oh, and then there's this this gem for uh, your weekend pictures, so to speak. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, that's... He had a shout-out at that's, the fucking memorial. That's actually something just... really good we should just cover real quickly, because... 9-11 specifically, in matters of reverence and how the um, things were handled. So we have we have a, we have a mirror basically that we can look at two things compared in. We can see um, we can see all the oligarchs and their pet skin suit that's uh, screaming like a howler banshee at um, with yes, Joe Biden there. Mr. and Mr. Obama. Yeah, looking on at like, oh my god, I can't believe this folded idiot is screaming like a monkey. I'm not talking about Barack, he's looking at Joe, just to be clear. (sighs) Yes, and then that shipment as comparison (laughs) is not being made. Yes, not at this moment, not at this moment. So yeah, we've all seen the pictures. Uh, it's not even necessary to include it because I'm sure it's been basically everywhere. You've got Biden and you know, well, no, got his mask thing, to no. yell. This one is this one is specifically uh, better though. Oh no! Now this one, great. this one that's uh, we've got here is a meme picture where this is you modified. Know, where somebody's giving him a a piece here of the comes pudding. The airplane. <laughs> and uh, that's that's good. Well, yeah, that's actually a perfect analogy. You know, uh, here comes the airplane. On September 11th for Joe Biden. Oh, fuck me. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You done did it. I'm sorry. That, that, was, that, is, that uh, was so much. <laughs> bravo, sir. Bravo. Excellent. God damn. <laughs> <sighs> Good times. Oh, that did not even occur to me. <laughs> This is a match. This is a masterpiece. Oh man, you just crashed that into the twin towers of decency and niceness. I'm telling you, there's there are no towers in this image, but there are pillars of terrible. Oh yeah, well I mean you've got like the each other. You've got two pillars of the community, as it were, and then you know uh, the seven inches of Big Mike right in between the two of them, if you like. Yes, yes, there's Tower Seven right there. <laughs> oh me oh my and then we compare and contrast this there's, to what there's a certain uh, pentagon involved if you will or more of a pentagram but pentagon if you will yeah, if, if you like yeah if you like oh man oh. God, you, like, could you just imagine like for the superstitious what would have happened had that little blue ribbon just started burning its way into him Well, you know, they uh, 
they probably, you know, dipped him in the blood of sacrificed orphans or something just to make sure something like that wouldn't happen. I'd have to imagine. I mean, you can't really get these people to walk well, into you know, an Well, you know, he is the Popus, so he's got the, uh, he's, you know. Oh, he's got the, he's got the lock on the supply. He's, he's, he's getting the adrenochrome injections. Oh, you know it, yeah. Fresh from, uh, oh, like the fresh aborted stuff, like straight from Planned Parenthood to his veins. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking he's probably still got the Epstein hookup. Well, as we all know, Epstein didn't kill himself, so that's a very real possibility. That's all. I mean, I, I hope that you saw that meme I posted before um, about doing the responsible thing. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll have to put that in the. I'll put that in the links actually, since I do have access to that one, so everybody else can enjoy that. But we compare. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so let's. So we'll compare then, basically, this uh, bunch of stiffs and their pet skin suit that's Jesus making Christ. a mockery of everything. And we look at uh, what Donald did on the same day. He went to New York. Oh, yeah. He, everyone was saying, where's Donald? Where's Donald? Where was he? He was in New York City talking to FDNY and NYPD. Yeah, just down with the people. And there were some chants. He wasn't at some memorial shit. Yeah. Was, he was there with the people who, who mattered on that day. Actual survivors and there, the same organizations yeah. that went into action that day to save what lives they could. You know, he went Just somewhere that really mattered and talked with the people that did something. And you know what? I can, I can and I will talk a lot of shit about Donald Trump. But he did the right thing. He did the right thing and he did what a good man You know what he wasn't do. doing? You know what he wasn't doing? He wasn't responding to reporters about how upset he was about F. Biden signs. That's true. That's true. Now, he, you know he, he did have to listen to chants of it, but, you know, they weren't saying, fuck Trump. They certainly weren't. You know, he, you know what he didn't do during 9-11 for his four years as president? He didn't complain about the fuck Trump hashtags, the fuck Trump signs, the fuck Trump fucking businesses. Yeah, no. No, he, he basically just uh, acted like a decent guy from New York that remembered some oh. of the friends he'd lost that day. And again, I will talk a lot of shit about Donald Trump and how much of a fucking coward he was at the end. Because he was an absolute coward. But well, let's, he's let's, done, let's some, just, let's he's done give, some decent shit. And let's not he's say kind Mr. Of a Bones Spurs was going to have... Mr. Bones Spurs was never going to be a hero. Fair, but, yep. you know, he could have at least not been a coward. But that's right. neither here nor there, and now really isn't the time for that conversation. Because there is a time for that conversation. There really and truly is. But, you know, we have to... Um, oh, what's the term I'm looking for? We have to comport ourselves in a way becoming of the society we would like to live in. No matter how much fire might surround us. Well, and there certainly is fire because they're being lit by arsonists. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. To this day. Um, which is really disgusting. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Hey, uh, burn loot murder, man. So, speaking of burning, we're gonna have some new information about teenage boys being, uh, burned through with, uh, the risk of myocarditis being higher than basically... Okay, the I got something related. to say about that. Yeah, do please. I got something to say about this. For sure. So I know what you're talking about here. Mm -hmm. 
the risk of myocarditis in vaccinated young boys, 13, age 13 to 17, I think mm -hmm. it was, is greater than the risk of being hospitalized from COVID-19. Those are not two of the same thing. And that's in the same age. That's the risk of uh, being hospitalized in that same age group. In that same age group, the risk of myocarditis from COVID-19 is, well, was it a, at a minimum like three times higher, and uh, and as as much as uh, six times higher than for the vaccine. So the vaccine is still safer when it comes to myocarditis, and that's for the same age group. So if you want to do an apples to apples comparison, the vaccine is safer. If you want to do an apples to whatever fuck orange you want to call this, there it's it's still not a good comparison. It's just it's not it's not comparing the same thing. And it is stupid that it is being publicized the way it is. Hmm. I can't say I'd really expect something like that out of something like the telegraph. I'd figure they'd be more well, along the it, it was, line. Now here's the thing. It was published as a paper, and while it is an interesting factoid, the fact that it is being used in this manner, publicized in this way, is anti-science because you are not comparing the same thing in each of the two groups. Hmm. Okay. Now, the people who did it as a write-up, I'm sure it was interesting as a write-up. I won't speak to their motive. I did look at the paper. I won't speak to their motive. But there's already data out there that has every bit as much to the same validity and similar in scope, and so in terms of the study scope, that showed the apples-to-apples -apples comparison for myocarditis between those vaccinated from the vaccines and those unvaccinated from the virus. That apples-to-apples -apples comparison says that the vaccine is safer when it comes to myocarditis. Period. End of story. But yes, as an interesting factoid, you are more likely to get myocarditis from age what, 13 to 17, I think that's the age range, you know, correct me if I'm wrong there, um, than, if, uh, than to be hospitalized from getting the disease. So, interesting factoid, absolutely. I think that's uh, 12 to interesting 15. in and of itself. 12 to 15, thank you. Yeah, and I will put a, because it's a telegraph, it's weird, so I'll put a link to the actual thing and a link to an archive because Telegraph doesn't like ad blockers. Yes, they, uh, so actually, have you tried looking at them in the Brave browser? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, the same issue. Does it do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I had no idea. Well, that's why you run it through Excellent. the archivers, so that you've got access yeah. to that sort of thing. Yeah, I hate the Telegraph for that. I mean, so, I mean, the Telegraph is not a whole lot better than the Mail, and they're both pretty, uh, they both have a, a right lean to them uh, in the American politics sense. Um, you know, so the, the the joke from the labor-esque over there is you've got mail on you, if you uh, if you um, relate that uh, kind of info from them. Uh, Telegraph, I'm sure, has its own little cutesy phrases to it. Oh, sure. Now, But it's certainly a hell of a lot better than something as shitty as The Guardian. That will never be beaten for being trash. The Guardian is pretty garbage. No lie. So when we were doing Godfrey Alphabet, that was a routine butt of jokes was The Guardian. They hated us. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, they're a trash rags, trash rags. And, you know, Owen Jones hated us. That was that was great. And then well, that, I mean, you're holding that... up 
you're holding up a mirror. You're actually, no, you're holding up a funhouse yes. mirror. <laughs> that was the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't supposed to be, like, aspirational for them. Yeah, no. It wasn't supposed to be what you're, what you're trying to become. We were just joking. And you'll notice that raw, hashtag wrong skin became, <laughs> became transracial. Yeah, and then fucking Rachel, Rachel Dolezal comes this- out. And then, and then Talcum X comes out fucking later. It's like, Jesus Christ, we live in fucking clown word. Honkity honk, honk, honk. Yeah, it's... Dude, I didn't play Grand Theft Auto V until 2018. And it fucking struck me. I was like, oh my god, this it's, is supposed to be satire. Is. What the fuck? It's, it's prophetic, is it not? It's fucking creepy. I was legit creeped out at times because it's like, oh, I can see where they're making a joke here. I can see how this is funny, but I follow so much news and current events. It's like, holy shit, I'm I'm playing a game of prophecy. It takes place in literal modern day California. It's the fucking wildest shit. It was absolutely worth my time not to play it until later. You know, just for that experience. It's funny because in certain parts of L.A., it absolutely is reflective of reality. You can run over people, and all that happens is the police chase you for 100 feet. Yeah. Yeah, it's everything's gone completely batty. Speaking of, I've got one last topic I'd like to get over real quick before uh, we get out yeah. of here, because I know you are uh, pumpkin-bound. I'm on a timeline. Rightio. So if you'll just scroll up just to chat to uh, the National File article there, which is something we kind of already knew, but we've got confirmation now that... Uh, and, uh, is this in the uh, staff chat or in the show ideas? Uh, staff oh, chat. there it is. Next, yeah. next national file. Clicked. Yeah, doctors want to, to be scary to the public and inflate COVID numbers. Okay. Now, we've known this. So, so I saw this video today, um, so Bats showed it to me. Yeah. Uh, let me go ahead and, and speak to a couple things on this. One, um, it is perfectly... It is perfectly rational in fact i think it, it is a dishonest maneuver to date to have ever described people who are currently taking up beds who have recovered from covid as not current covid patients that have taken up beds regardless of their recovery status if they're taking up a bed and they showed up because of covid that's why they're in that bed that's that is the way it should be reported that said the way this bitch in the photo said we needed so she said something better later on where she said we need to be blunt with people and i think that's true oh yeah, I think yeah we need, need to be, be blunt, blunt but honest up. not this I also think her saying we need to make it scary i think from her position making it sc- so and i and keep in mind i don't know her and i'm you know i can't speak for her here so well her exact my, words my opinion, to that were if you don't get vaccinated yeah. you know you're going to die in reference to making it more scary to the public Yes. I mean, those are literally her I words. Hoping, I was hoping you'd bring that as a counterpoint to me giving any kind of any kind of credence to her her position, her framing as make it scarier, meaning just to reflect the reality in a different way. Like, well, that speaks that exactly to what what we were just agreeing about. Like, we do need to be harsh, yeah. but we need to be honest. So, like, I think that the honesty part of it should have come a long time ago. Here, I think that taking the recovered patients who are still in beds out of the total number of beds taken up by this problem, I think that is stupid because that does not reflect accurately how many beds are taken up by people who showed up for COVID. 
vaccinated or unvaccinated. I don't care. And again, her exact words regarding that are, how do we include these post-COVID people in the numbers of patients we have in the hospitals? When, having said just previously, there are many people still hospitalized that we're considering post-COVID, yeah. but they're not counted in those numbers. So, so when they when they say in the in the so the reason I bring this up, the reason I, I wanted to make sure I got that out ahead of things here is because the um, the runner under the headline here is uh, wants to be scary by inflating the numbers. I think what's I think the problem right now is the numbers are not being represented honestly already. I think that ref- representing them honestly is going to look like you're inflating the numbers even though it's not well one it's not going to be a significant change keep in mind not going to be a significant change like the recovered people who are still in a bed they're there for a little while and then most of them are moved to outpatient so they get to go home etc but they still have follow-ups the people who are still taking up beds that are quote recovered are not a significant fraction. So this is not going to be big number changes that you're going to see. And the fact that it's all it's not already included because they are taking up the beds, uh, I think that part's dishonest. I think someone I mean, it and again, if you are if you give all the numbers that are involved, then I'm not seeing like like it's 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 kind of like Rebecca Jones saying that uh, she was showing the real numbers even though when pressed she admitted that she was taking all the data from the same source, uh, which would be the Florida, um, uh, the Florida Department of Health. Yeah, you know, she 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 claimed she was doing something different with the numbers, and she did the exact same thing as the numbers, and she just emphasized one number slightly differently, but it was the same exact fucking numbers. So I think that you're gonna run into a situation like that where this person wants to represent the numbers differently, but it's the same numbers. At the end of the day, it's, you know, the, the look of the numbers to the layperson is what she's probably going after here. It won't be inflating the numbers. It's going to be representing them on the screen, same numbers. Well, it'll be slightly. framing the numbers. Sure. Framing, framing the numbers differently. I think that is a valid way of describing it. And it will be a dishonest framing. And I'm, that's perfectly valid to say that, too. I think that is the way it should be uh, described. I think in saying that they're going to inflate the numbers is is not a, a good description of what is wanted to be done here. You know, I understand like saying, oh, but they're going to be adding things together. It's like, well, the, no, the numbers already now, should be added together. Now, to be fair, the reporting in here is decent, and it it's, does get to that point. Yeah. But it's okay. a headline, yeah. so they are well, going to do what I, they're going to do. Wanted to, I, I saw this earlier, and I just wanted, like, not this specific one, but I saw someone say the same exact thing earlier. Sure, and I wanted to just cut that off at the knees right here while it's while it's right in front of me. That it's inflating the numbers, I think, is not a uh, a justifiable description of what's going on here. It's not you inaccurate, know, it, but it is not the most honest framing that, I think that you could say. I think that's saying that they're framing the numbers dishonestly, or they want to frame the numbers less honestly. I think, even like I said, I think that they're already kind of framing them dishonestly as it is by lowering the number that they say are present. You know, that's... It's, it's just the way it is. So, uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Shock, shock video. Well, it certainly is shocking to listen to her say stuff like this. You need to be more scared of the public. If you don't get vaccinated, you know you're going to die. And the hospital has, since that time, basically 
done a CYA on this, saying the team members involved in the meeting, they were stressed and frustrated that people aren't being uh, I serious that. about all this. And that, I, I that is that. a true statement, but I also would say that that's not an entirely inclusive statement. But, well, so also but you're this, not going to get an entirely of, inclusive statement from anybody involved in A lot of hospital people, I'll say this also, a lot of hospital people are frustrated. Um, with and, and, and to be clear here, the vast majority of people who are showing up to, that, are, that need to be hospitalized uh, or are dying in the hospitals from COVID are unvaccinated. It's just the way it is, you know, nothing against their decisions. It might have been, for instance, if you, this that number, that statistic includes people who can't get vaccinated. Keep that in mind. That's not to say it's a majority of those who show up that are unvaccinated, but people Cancer survivors, multiple sclerosis. Right. You know, people with blood yeah. issues. And again, there's all kinds of people who can't get vaccinated who or who are elderly and just are not going to be able to tolerate a vaccine. Keyword, same way. cannot. It's not a choice. For a lot of people, it's not a choice. For a lot of people, it is a choice, though. And the total statistic for unvaccinated people that show up and need hospitalization or die in the hospital from the disease includes those who can't make the choice as well. So if you want to complain about inflated numbers, unfortunately, there really isn't a way to just kind of say, uh, well, you know, they made the choice ahead of time. It could be like that that's just an assertion that's made later on for uh, an anecdote. But as we repeatedly stress on the show, anecdotal evidence is completely fucking useless. You know, you may as well be playing with Play-Doh. Like, oh, this cloud looks a little bit like a blob of uh, spaghetti or something. Let's write up that paper. Oh, super. I've got a, uh, I have found a short video from the, copy the address for that, from the, um, meeting actually of uh, all of our oligarchs yeah. and as expected they were not wearing their masks right up until it was time for photo op time but i will oh, absolutely the, be uh, uh, yes but i'll be including yes, that in the yes, links yes, for everybody because is... that's going to be delicious anyway so I just... we actually we should wrap up uh i think we did uh, if you had something else to say about this this yeah, no, i actually just wanted to get your box. input on that and uh, your thoughts on things okay. so yeah, yeah, we are going to make. I think that inflating the numbers is a way to say it. I don't think that's the right way to say it because I think if all numbers are presented here, then this, again, like how you box in certain numbers together, can certainly be as deceptive as uh, as as not showing the numbers. Um, I think if they're still talking about showing all the numbers, which, as far as I can understand, they still are planning on showing all the numbers. Um, I think that they'd actually be showing it more honestly if they represented the uh, um, the bed count as all of those who showed up at the hospital for COVID uh, oh, sure. versus only those who are showed up and have not recovered yet Absolutely. or still in bed. Well, I so like to close. Think, well, yeah, you yeah, know, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, uh, that, that was the end of it. Please okay. go on. Well, I was going to say that I like to close things on a more positive note when I can. And I can. The uh, vaccine passport has completely fallen apart in uh, Great Britain at least oh, they're still good. pushing it elsewhere. But Boris Johnson has basically given up the ghost on that because he realizes how tenuous things have become there. It and I can work. And that's, that's, that, that's one down. And we also have 27 States in our uh, lovely United States that have come out uh, at, 
if not the, the governors, general the attorney general have said basically, we're not having it. So I'd say look for, I'm going to really try and get out another episode That's late this be week SCOTUS because battle. there's going to be some really interesting stuff happening just tomorrow. Yeah. So with that, was there anything else you were wanting yeah. to go over? Uh, I think we just have this lovely little video here. Oh, it's it's a dick doc video too. That's that's even better. Yeah, here here they are all are. Yeah, no masks. This is perfect. Oh yeah, no, just Oh as... oh you wanna take a photo. Hold on, let, <laughs> let me get out my mask here. Yeah, why do you think their masks are always so clean and crisp? Oh yeah, uh, so so the other thing is of course, I mean these these people are all pretty well isolated from a lot of danger that you might get from the pandemic in the first place. Um, but you'll notice that, that most of them use the masks with slogans and shit on them that are functionally useless, the cloth masks. Uh, or or some of them also are uh, just putting out fashion-branded items. Uh, for instance, AOC with her silk masks. Uh, I, just, I still can't fucking believe she did that. But hey, you know, uh, whatever fucking uh, uh, women's clothing line shows up to her, she's happy to uh, jump into a deal with as long as she gets the free clothes out of it, you know? I tell you what, that bitch knows the grift. That she is true. I, is I'll a give her that. Pro. She, like, I mean, she couldn't pour a beer for worth a damn, but of course. Well, she owned the place. You know, what do you expect? She's not supposed to be good at that. She's supposed to be, uh, you know, good at owning. Well, I, I know a lot of bar owners who are actually like, you know, because, well, at least I'll say this. I used to know a lot of bar owners. I used to go to bars far more often, and I ended up ta- chatting with the people behind the bar. And, uh, you know, the bar owners would be circulating around, and then they'd show up and see a group of people chatting, and uh, towards the end of the night, they'd show up and start chatting with us. And that was always a great old time. And, of course, you know, you talk to them often enough, and then you show up, and the uh, the bar owner can, like, point you out, you over, they pour you a beer. Which, by the way, I highly recommend that. If you're ever a regular at a place, get a bartender that you like and know, and hang out with them if you ever like there before your friends show up. As it always helps you out when you want to get up to the bar when it's crowded. If they see you and you see them and they know you, you know you can point to a, you can point to the front of the bar. And if they know you and they know what you like, they'll just get you it. And it's fantastic if you could ever do that. Always tip, even if big it's a like little. That. Oh and... yeah, and that's another thing. Tip big at the start to get them to like you. Yeah, And then you can drop your tip down to a healthy tip size, but one that's good, because you should always tip your bartender. Tip them well. Yeah, just like people that deliver your food. These people are generally not super well paid, but generally pretty well tipped. As a person that delivers food, tip tip your service people. At least if you're in the States. If I show up like planning to get drunk, I'll sink, you know, 10 or 20 drinks in a night. Um, easily. So I always tip at least a dollar per drink. If you're in a decent place, you might need a, you might want to throw in like a buck fifty or two bucks. But like I'll just count up my drinks on the receipt uh, and multiply and just tack that on at the end. And I mean, if we're being honest here, if you're at a good bar that's not some franchise or chain place, yeah, the more the more money you put into those tips, the more liquor's going into your drinks. Let's let's be real yes. here. No, that's so. When I say find a bartender you like, find the bartenders that overpour. Um, inept, inept are, uh, are competent. The ones that overpour are the good ones. Absolutely, absolutely. 
So I guess we've actually ended on uh, a good piece of advice and a good piece of news. Some life hacks, yeah. Absolutely, right on. So yeah, look, I'm yeah. We're definitely going to try and get something else later in the week because if nothing else, okay, shit's yeah. going on and a lot is happening and a lot's going to happen straight up starting tomorrow. And okay, shit. I mean, I wouldn't mind having Steve's input on some of this. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So anyway, uh, you can find Craig at CraigBob99 basically everywhere. You can find me at that fake guy Dan just about everywhere, and the podcast also just about everywhere. I don't think we're on iHeartMedia, but if I can figure out a way to get on there, I mm. will because fuck it, why not? And it seems I don't like, uh, like I got on so many things already. But <laughs> went through Anchor. Anchor, uh, got... Anchor did a real, real bang job, didn't they? The first job was a real frame up job. Second job was a bang-up job. Oh, that first episode. Whew. Anyway, (laughs) problems are all resolved. I am uh, not making the amount that I was when I very first launched the show, but, you know, uh, adversity builds character, right? There you go. Well, hey, you got got better studio set up, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I almost have a studio here. It's kind of cool. But, anywho, uh, better pleasure talking with you and all of you. So uh, look for something later in the week. If uh, worse comes to worse and we can't, we can't. But it'll probably be something. So talk to you soon. Be well, be safe, keep your powder dry, and keep your ear to the ground and your eyes on the horizon. Keep your dick on the ice. (laughs) Indeed. And a vice while you're at it.